everyone, this is Shark Pants Free Radio. Gamers, get your ears on because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark Live. It is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for Shark Pants Gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, I got my co-host, Gary. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? I made it back alive, ready to talk some... uh fantasy yeah that's right man we got sword and board tonight but we're gonna if you if you check our show out tomorrow gang you're gonna hear about the exploits of uh mr gary here in his 40k tournament that he's uh he's fresh back from but we have another tournament same tournament actually just different game that also happened in uh indianapolis and you were aware of that one right i was back there and matter of fact i sat there playing and justin rolls up and i was like hey i know you the, the road that, warrior that, that that's a not a truer statement can be said that's um was kind of shocked to see him there. There was a couple of other people too that uh, I don't remember your names or do your face. Certainly appreciate it. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting because uh, it, you know I got I admire you, man, because uh, you and, and and guys like Justin Chan and the Road Warrior that we just mentioned, uh, you know, you make it to these tournaments, dude. I don't know how you do it. I really have no idea how the hell you do it. I mean, it, it's uh, it's you you are you got commitment, man. I just buy a ticket and then get in a car and go. That's kind of how that works. Now, can you write um, that down was, for me? I, I can't. It's a difficult process. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just I tend to plan them out. And I talk to my the uh, I call her the uh, CEO of civilian world, which is my wife. That's it. And I said, hey, what is acceptable? And that's one thing. I'm, real quick, before we get started. Yeah. Make sure you work that out, because then if you work that out, then you have understanding. They will go to it because she likes to take photos and we really like to have our stuff photographs and put out everywhere so yep. yeah it's going it, it talk with everybody so well I, I gotta tell you man it uh it, it i admire you i wish i wish i had your legs dude we get out there and and, and get to those some some of those tournaments uh uh but i'm I, i'm i'm gonna get there man i'm gonna get there i'm gonna make you proud of me one of these days gary i promise you <laughs> um but hey everyone welcome and thanks for joining us for another grimdark live show and if you like our show please don't forget to give us a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so uh but here it is man all you dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons here we go tonight uh we have uh we have one of my all-time favorite armies to talk about on the show and that's the beastie boys man you know and here's the thing before there were the cruel boys there were uh, there was and there always will be the beastie boys and what i'm talking about here is the beasts of chaos and um you know, here, here's the thing, Gary, and I know that you know uh, a little something, something about this army, just, just if nothing else from hanging around my asses this whole time. Yep. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, we are, as as gamers and, and, you know, Fantasy Age of Sigmar guys, we're expecting new stuff from Beast of Chaos uh, with the rumor. Now, ready, folks? Here we go. This is another uh, Grimdark Live rumor. Eh, sort of. There's been It's been kind of floating around. We're going to kind of... We're going to kind of, you know, clear everything up here a little bit. Uh, but here's another Grimdark Live rumor. Again, sort of. Um, that's going to be happening for the Beast of Chaos. Uh, there's going to be a new bundled box set that's going to be coming for Age of Sigmar 3.0. Uh, and this is going to be the first 
box set that's going to be released uh, into uh, the, the new 3.0 revampment of some of the older armies uh, that are going to be getting new codexes, new battle tomes. We call them battle tomes in this game. Uh, Gary's game, codex. Uh, we got to get that right, folks. Um, but it looks like this new box set is going to be Gloomspite Gets versus Beast of Chaos. And uh, the uh, the Gabo side of things, we're going to see a new scuttle boss on a giant spider. While the uh, the old mini, I would say, isn't too too bad. I kind of liked it, uh, but I know it's very outdated. It goes all the way back to I believe Warhammer Fantasy Battles sixth edition. So that's that's an old piece. Um, uh, but uh, Beast of Chaos on the other side of that get started box is going to be getting a whole host of new minis. We're going to be getting a new uh, Doom Bull, new Bulgore, and new Jabber Slight. And I got to tell you, I take personal offense to the fact that they're going to be changing out my uh, my beloved Jabbies because I know they're fine cast and or fine crap. Do people still call them fine crap, Gary? They one hundred percent do. Okay, and I have an example right here, Mister Ashwood Bearer. Okay, I had to take this banner straighten it out because he was in my garage. It got hot. And he was losing strength. So yes, it's it is pretty much crap cast to be honest. You know, I I, uh, I seem to recall you last week talking about stormcast banners. You just crushed right in your hands. It's more of that anger management thing you got going on, isn't it? Okay, but one survived. Well, so there's a 50, 50, 50 chance of survival if I'm putting these. Things. So if I heard this right, you had to take the Seraphon model out in the garage and you know straighten them out. That's what you no, had to do. He was in the garage. And was going <laughs> job. I've been yeah. bringing him back inside to straighten him out. He couldn't yeah. handle it being on the ground. Because for as long as I've known you, I've known you to had to you know take a few guys out to the garage to straighten them out. It's like son one and two. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But folks, uh, more to come on uh, on on that and some more of the details when we get into uh, the meat and potatoes of. Um, of Beast of Chaos here later in the show, uh, but Gary, you're you're pretty familiar with this old uh, with with the, with the old horny boys of the Chaos, man, the Beast of Chaos. Uh, yeah, from what I've played against you, it about as familiar as you can from a newbie into AOS is going through it. So, right then I am saying some of the other ones, and uh, that that was also learning from you getting snowballs thrown at me and. That, that not very friendly. That was the ogre army. That's the other one. That's that's the uh, that's a beast claw raiders. But yeah, it's uh, I, you know I'm I'm into the whole beastie thing. I don't know what it is. Um, we the rest of us. Know. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but folks, for tonight' topic, uh, you know the beast of chaos. This army has been out since in, in Age of Sigmar. I want to say this army has been out since September of 2018. So it's an older book. Uh, older, older army set, and we're going to talk on the state of this army's playability. I keep using that word, Gary, and I'm just going to go with it because I think that's a word, playability. Um, it, it here, is. here, yeah, at least for the next hour. It, well, you're damn right; it's going to be um, for the new <laughs> 3.0 Age of Sigmar. And um, you know, it's funny, Gary, because one would think that this army is going to be, you know, going to be good, right? Um, I mean, I would think so. Well, if you think about what Age of Sigmar 3.0 is, it's the monster uh, edition. And, I mean, these guys, this Beast of Chaos Army is the ultimate in monster army. I mean, this is the monster edition in Age of Sigmar. It should be a perfect Mary tonight. So I think we're going to get into some of the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, with what this army is. And, you know, I think, moreover, where they stand now. I think that's the best way to do it. Because, you know, Gary, one thing that that I've I've gotten from, from hanging out with you is not to get too far into the weeds with you know, all this what ifs and what I want crap, you know, I mean, uh, you, you kind of keep it grounded. And I think that's a better way to do things, man. I think, I think we can look at it and say, you know, I mean, we can always talk about, you know, um, you know, old beastman rules, right? I want gnarled hide back or, you know, to get that ward save, right. or I want the troll hide, you know, uh, all the what ifs, you know, um, right. 
And oh, uh, I want the Melbourne Vortex back. Yeah, yeah, folks. They're like, no, no more for you. Yeah, you are kind of scarred about that Bellwin Vortex. That bothers you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Put my glass from now on since it's no longer in there and I can't put croak on it. So there's no point. So. Well, that's it. Game's over. We're going back to checkers. Well, you don't have to fight. <laughs> but yeah, we are not going to pontificate too much on the what ifs here tonight, folks. That's for damn sure. Uh, but uh, we are going to talk about where the army stands and 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 look ahead towards the the book. That, from what I understand, I, I've heard two different dates. I'm going to tell you the one that I don't believe and the one that I do believe. I've heard that we could be seeing a book as early as late August. I don't believe that, folks. I think that's been out there. That's in the like now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Our it's right around up. the corner. Yeah, I really think we're going to see the book probably closer to. Uh, October-ish, you know, right around that area. That's my best guess, and that's kind of what I believe from some of the people that I'm kind of been uh, uh, whispering in my ear. Um, so I, I think I think expect uh, to have the current army as we have it now with this with this bad boy right here uh, for uh, for the next uh, couple of months until until about August. But but here it is, folks. We're going to get back into it. We're going to talk about the army, uh, where it stands now, how things are, uh, and really post Kragnos because you know we did, we had a pretty good. Uh, um, you know, a little Kragnos piece as far as some of the updates that uh, the Beastie Boys got. And, uh, and of course, the FAQ. Um, of course, the FAQ, you can take that for a grain of salt because that's that's been around uh, for quite yeah. a bit. But, Gary, any two cents on the uh, the Beastie Boys before we uh, we roll on with the show? Uh, well, this is going from me being, knowing that the table size there's armies that really want to get in your face, and AOS is full of those. And uh, the Beasts of Chaos are like one of the top is to go with that because I don't understand they wouldn't do well because if that's what your role is and what you want to go do and to make it easier for you to do that should make them better. Yeah. Yeah. You're damn right about that. The the neophyte portion of that to go through it and to the point on the monsters abilities, because now you have monster abilities and you have both of those in there. It's like getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Those Gorgons, man, and you know, on a smaller board, you don't want those guys on a smaller board. So, so more stuff to come up on the Beast of Chaos. Uh, but Gary, here it is, man. Here's that. Here's that point in the show where I ask you that proverbial question, man. Are you staying true or are you sniffing glue? One hundred percent staying true. I just came back from an event. I'm working on finishing off the roof uh, that I didn't destroy all of them. There Had you six go. More of those off to the side. So, so some of the Stormcast survived. Nope. Yeah, all but one. It, <laughs> it just doesn't. Sometimes it's just not in the cards for you. And then I'm working on, uh, where do you go? I just had it up there a second ago. Here. Working on this guy slowly but surely. And uh, we will see him on the tabletop. Lord Croak. That's yeah, it. man. Um, undefeated Seraphon list. I just want to throw that out there. Well, I want to throw out a little. You know, I got to tell you, you are you are playing probably one of the best armies you can put together for AOS 3.0. Because as a matter of fact, uh, a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, two cents in a tin can on, on this week's AOS tournament that just happened down in Indy where you were at was the Circle City Clash. And Seraphon won the whole thing. Oh, did they? I didn't even yeah. know that. You think that I would? Away, so. Yeah. And we, we currently have a wild animal in my basement, apparently. I, I I saw that. I saw that. That's the that's the very uh, there's a very elusive forest creature known as the wife. She's trying to herd the two cats out of here. So that's a bonus to the show there. She's hunting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone right now is everyone right now is like waving at at her. How are you? Um, Hey, how's it going? But 
Um, yeah, so, so you, you know, can't see those free entertainment you can't get anywhere else. I got to so. tell you, you know that's that that makes for good uh, that makes for good YouTube viewing right there, folks. <laughs> but here it is, you know, for me, I, I'm going to say that I'm still I'm still staying true. You know, I've been uh, wrapping up on my um, my piece of cast. I kind of got them off the shelf. I kind of got a little excited about them in compilation with what we're going to be talking about tonight. But my talking point I want to get on here real quick, Gary, is is a little bit different. I want to put a big shout out. Speaking of uh, Circle City Clash, I wasn't going to go there, uh, but I'm going to do that right now. Uh, I want to take a big shout out to one of the guys that played down there is Nick True. Um, he played at Armed Forces Day, Gary. I don't know if you remember him. Uh, I had the big uh, indie gamers, blue shirt on, big beard. You know, great guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's really so much to talk about this past weekend's, you know, Circle City Clash. I get it, AOS tournament. But I wanted to point out one player in particular, and that, like I said before, that's Nick True. And uh, he was this past weekend's best chaos with his with his Nurgle Demon Army. The guy had 70 freaking Plague Bearers in that sucker. And from what I understand, this is his first bit of hardware. So congratulations, Nick. I want to throw that out to you, man. Talk about somebody that's staying true. Um, you're a heck of a player and, and definitely staying true in, in this hobby. So bravo to you, man. I want to kind of pass that on to uh, on to you. But, uh, Gary, anything else with staying true? Um, no, just uh, looking forward to uh, some of the things in the future to be able to get them on the table. Very excited because now the uh, pandemic's not controlling what we're doing anymore. We get to go yeah. out and it's kind of. Uh, like somebody hit the pause button on the uh, life is one of the biggest things you're supposed to have in your life as a hobby yep. that helps the track from all the stuff that goes on from day to day to go through it and be able to talk about it a little bit. But now yeah. um, it's, it, it's, I would say speechless, but I'm, it's just very nice to be able to go there and see everybody again, everybody sitting around having a good time and kind of, everything that's on the outside. It was very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, I bet it is awesome to get out and play in those tournaments, man. I'm really looking forward to getting back out just to a war meet again. I mean, I, it, it's going to be nice. So uh, we'll definitely be doing that. But you know what? We're going to be right back, folks, with the news. Uh, we got uh, we got some Cruel Boy stuff going on. Something about a vulture, a bird? I don't know. Six oh. <laughs> Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again. That's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Hey, gang. Today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. Six Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's six-squaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers, just like their saying goes. Gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. All right, man. We are back. We got the uh, we got the news that we're going to be getting into here. So, 
Um, first thing I want to talk to you, everyone, about, and I don't know if you guys had seen this, and Gary, I don't know if you'd seen this, but have you seen that new uh, that new uh, flying creature kit thing that came out for the Cruel Boys? Flying creature. Ah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, this uh, we we got a we got a brand new uh, shaman and and I guess it's going to be a dual part kit from what I understand, but it's going to be a shaman and a uh, uh, like a, almost like a war boss uh, that's that's going to be on a big vulture, and yep. uh, it's funny because I think this thing I think this mini is is freaking great. I, I really Man, saw this. It's awesome. They do such a good job on that stuff to come through it because think about this for a minute, folks. The line of models that they have, and then to come out with something like this that's completely different occasionally <laughs> you'll see something that's like that seems like it's and they just changed a few things yeah. show me something that's the mold for this that doesn't make this new oh man you know it, it's a fantastic mini man i probably one of the best scenes has come out in a while I, I think the helmeted version oddly enough looks like the uh the classic lord of changes head before those big horns uh came out of the helmet um, did you see the hand that's on there yeah yeah he has a lord of changes hand yeah yeah so, and, uh, on the like the write up, it says they invested many sorcerers in the past, including a great Lord of Change, and he took his hand to prove it. And then the back of it, the model, they didn't leave anything out because I mean the back of it, it's got the um, by forty K world. It says there's like a grot that's on the back of it. Yeah, that yeah. has eyeballs, a tooth, some yeah. bags, pouches, and feathers, and all kinds of stuff that's on the back of it. Yeah. I won't be painting that, but that it looks. It looks phenomenal. Oh, I, I bet you I bet you your son will though, man. I bet Gavin's gonna be all over that. Oh he is. He's like, Did you see this? I was like, Yep, I've seen it. So Oh yeah. Yeah, and it looks like it's a, it looks like it's on one of those five inch circumference plates too. Those those big uh the big almost yep. not, not not quite the pie plates, but the uh the appetizer plate. Yep. <laughs> so no, it's bigger than the one that uh croak is on, so yeah. Yeah. And and you know this this vulture is cool. I, I like the uh like I said, I like the I like the naked head uh better than I like the uh the the, the, the one with the helm. Um but I, I think this I think this is going to be the basis for for many conversions. I could see this thing going, you know, into Zeech. Um, I, I could see this I could see this being a a, a, a hobbyist's dream, honestly. Yeah. Um, that that thing is crazy too, and you can make so much stuff out of it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and the riders are pretty cool. I know that the name character version uh, is also going to have a lot of different details and uh, little items and trinkets that can be right. that can be customized. Uh, the banner is also very imp- imposing and very cool. So I think that, like I said, I think this is going to be a dual park kit. Um, you know, and I got to tell you, it's funny because Gary, when I look at this thing, it takes me all the way back to Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Uh, the um, with, with the main uh, the, the generic leader guy, the main war boss. I, I I know guys. I'm not saying the name right there, but it, it's a war boss to me. Uh, and it's just um, it, it just it, it just takes me back to that type of aesthetic, you know, uh, back in the day. So it's good to see that come back around again. Two that they had it was on there. So you've got the one head that's got uh, the typical bird with the feathers around the side of it. Yeah. That's the one looks like the name guy with the banner on it. Mm-hmm. But the other one has like the Texas Longhorns <laughs> horns coming off the side of it. Yeah. On it. Yeah. So that's just like, okay, this is the, we're going to cast and say no to you. And this is, we're going to run up and talk about it with our fists. That's, hey, that's yeah. how the two models look. The one rule they leak for is pretty cool too. What is it? Mork says no. Each time this unit unbinds a spell, the caster suffers D3 mortal wounds. If the spell was unbound on an unbinding roll of a 10+, plus, the caster suffers D6 mortal wounds. 
That, so, my friends, is the mouth of Mork right there, buddy. Yeah, and that's just one rule. You know, he's he's going to have a page that looks like the the biggest page in the dictionary with rules on it. I'm sure. Which, oh, sure. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need you're gonna need a literature and a law degree to be able to get through it. I'm sure. Right. Um, well, we can split those. You have the law degree, right? And I can read. So there you good. go. Hey, see, we're on, we're 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 well on our way, man. We have a great team. But he, but you know, actually, so so let, let's 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 finish this up here. So the new battle tome, I think they're going to be out pre order in the next couple of weeks. And with this new kit, I think that we've seen really. I personally believe I think we've seen all the new orc miniatures, meaning the cruel boys specifically. Um. I'm not entirely sure about that, but I think I think we've seen all of the the line that is currently going to be out. I was kind of waiting for another trollish kind of a unit, uh, like right. a smaller Meyer brute uh, or you know Meyer brute rider or whatever those trogoths are called or something like a like right. a beast like a beastmaster on foot or something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think there are um, enough releases for now. I think we definitely have enough to go off of for damn sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Matter of fact, me and Gavin are getting those together. We're missing one thing. He's got like the battle line. He's got two battle lines and he's one more to just start getting into practice games with the cruel boys to go in there. And it'll be against probably the um, Stormcast Eternals because oh, yeah. I'll, I'll wait for the Seraphon list. So. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you know, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to definitely get into Seraphon here in the next show, maybe when we talk about another order army. But, uh, but hey, Gary, you're sitting on a, you're sitting on a, a great army right there. But, that's not the army for tonight, man. Beast of Chaos. That is true. I keep sidetracking everything, probably That's, because I know more about those. So. It's like, look, squirrel, seraphon, right off left field. Yep. There you go. I didn't even squirrel. You can just say look, and that's what I'll do. Yeah, no, exactly. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, that, that's that's the news, man. Anything uh, anything fantasy related for the news before we uh, we get on to the Beastie Boys? Not, not, not that I know. Let's, let's roll. Let's do it. Beastie Boys coming up. Public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. We got the Beastie Boys coming up. Here we go, man. We are uh, we are ready to jump into that. Uh, I think microphone's working now. All right, so so Gary, here it is, man. Are you ready to talk about some Beastie Boys? Let's do it. So uh, here's the thing. 
you know, walking into Age of Sigmar 3.0 has kind of been a little perplexing, I think, for a lot of people, especially if you're a Beastie Boys player like myself. And, you know, again, like we said at the top of the show here, gang, what we're going to be talking about here is the Beasts of Chaos as they are now and what we can expect from them as this as the new edition kind of transpires and unfolds in front of us. And at the moment, the Beasts of Chaos rules are extremely fun to play, but... I will admit, in many areas, they're they're underpowered, and you're going to struggle with with a few of your different matchups. Um, and I don't mean struggle as far as like any other comparative army. I mean you're going to struggle because it is an outdated book from September of 2018, and it seems strange that I'm even saying that right now because the uh, uh, th- th- this army is 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 one big book of monsters. And in, in this monster edition of AOS 3.0, you would think that this army would be a, a five and all all day long army, but I think that there's some outdated points in this army that if you're not a careful player, which you have to be with the BC Chaos anyways, you're going to get caught by the short and curlies. Uh, and I will say this before before I, I give you a shot at a comment here, Gary, but I, I think that we expect this to change for the better once the new book does come out. You know, And that's pretty typical in this game. Right. No, it's true. Anytime you get a new book that comes out, because you have what I've learned, when a new book comes out, everybody learns how to, I don't want to say, they break the book, create the really good out of the book. And it right. takes the rest of the community to catch up to on how to defend that, if you will, or play against it. Right. right. Through this, with the movement, and I don't disagree with what you're stating. I don't have enough knowledge of that to completely disagree with it. But with the movements on there and the amount of monsters that are in here and some of the abilities, like being able to reroll charges or whatnot when you're coming out of reserves and those kind of things, um, you could get on people pretty quick. And it, I think it's just winning that one priority role that could swing it your way against, you know, decent armies or maybe some that are outputted a little bit better than Beast of Chaos are at the moment, True. just due to the speed and durability that's in the list. True. And, and you know, we, we said it before on the show uh, many moons ago that speed kills and, and Beast of Chaos are really only second in the fantasy game to Slanesh as far as speed. They're still breakneck fast and with a smaller board, I think that's going to benefit them quite a bit. Um, and that's saying something because Slanesh is ridiculously fast. They are, yeah. But 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 Bisakas have always traditionally been second to them as far as speed. But you know, with the loss of the battalions, uh, one thing I want to touch on here, Gary, with the loss of the battalions in 3.0, some of the effective builds, uh, as it seems to be on the surface, I'm going to say this right now because I know a lot of people are like, "Oh man, don't go there." Uh, but the, but the effective builds, the Beast of Chaos, they, they still build within their fundamentals. And what I mean by that is, um, Beast of Chaos can still be divided into three sub-factions. And I think this is where they're still going to really hinder on, or not hinder, uh, be, 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 a, be a, a hinge pin on. Uh, All Herd, Dark Walkers, and Gave Spawn are the three sub-factions, but they also have Endless Spells and still a pretty, a pretty good factional terrain piece. And as a side note, speaking of, uh, the train, uh, the, the, one of the, one of the, um, uh, spells is the, uh, Ravening Dire Flock. This is an endless spell and, th- and this was good before and it's even gotten quite a boost. It's a lot better now. And now, um, it, you cast it on a five and it can get set up anywhere within 12 inches of the caster. Uh, there, there are three pieces of birds on 32 inch thir- or 32 millimeter bases that are set up three inches apart from each other, which now projects a 12 inch aura of what they call non beasts of chaos. And they're, what this does is this, this inhibits your opponent to be able to rally or inspiring presence commands these birds. And that is huge in this game when we're talking about, you know, dual participation within, within the battle rounds. 
So they, they're, they're already kind of getting some pretty nifty things out of the gate for being such an old army. And, you know, yeah. you know as well as I do, I mean, you know, you're a tactical player. You know that those kind of things are really, I mean, that's kind of your bread and butter, those, those kind of those kind of things that happen. Yeah. Yeah, anything you can do for your opponent to do what their plan is, is just a win for you. And having it be a spell that comes on that you can just utilize, you can, it's kind of like the old set it and forget it kind of thing. Right. You can yeah. set it down and go, okay, I know it's taking care of this over here, so I don't have to worry about that now. Now I can go. And of course, your opponent have to deal with something that they may not have designed to deal with when constructing their army build. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and that kind of stuff is golden. But you know, um, to kind of to kind of uh, go back to what I said before, sorry about the left hand at Albuquerque there, but uh, the fundamental build I think and, and and play of the Beast of Chaos kind of works like this, and, and this is coming from myself who's played them now for just a ton of years. Um, a couple weeks. A couple weeks, you know, and a cup of coffee. A couple weeks and a cup of coffee. They they still should play mostly as a horde army, as much of a horde army as in this edition you can be, attacking fast and attacking brutally, uh, and not really caring about the losses. This army is going to die, and it's going to die a lot, and you got to be prepared for that. Most of the army's got a five plus save, um, and with that, you you're going to have to look at your your different build two categories. You've got your bray herd, you've got your war herd. You've got your Thunder Scorn, and you got your Monsters of Chaos. Now, I know a lot of you Beast of Chaos players out there, and some of your even Slaves of Darkness people out there, you know all of this. Um, I would say that um, your Bray Herd are probably going to be the ones that are going to uh, uh, save the day for you. Um, these are the Gore. You put a Gore with a shield. That's a 4-plus save. Put those guys on an objective. You're probably going to do all right. Your best of Gores, now with their, with their Exploding Sixes and with, with, with Order Banners and things like that, um, that's going to be a great thing. And, um, they're ambush, you know, anything with a Brayherd keyword can ambush, uh, outside of dark walkers. And they, they're really your most balanced group is your Brayherd. So I think if you're going to be looking at building an army in this early edition, you're going to want to stick with your Brayherd. Um, except for Sangors, this is my personal opinion. Um, the one man's opinion here, these beasts of chaos fall out of the storyline that beasts of chaos would ever bow to a particular chaos God. They just don't do that. It's too organized. Uh, but you know, they belong to this group as well. So I guess if you want to be, you know, a sucker and, you know, can, you know, and, and, and fall to the man and bend the knee and be one of those kind of wimpy, you know, beasts of chaos players. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you can take Zangors. I, ca- I can't figure out why I have such few friends, Gary. Yeah. Well, we all know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I have a question for you. Sure. Typically during all of this year, wanted to question me to come back because you're the aos guy right now um 3.0 and then like the grand strategies the triumphs and those kind of things mm-hmm. uh whenever i design an army it won't whether i'm playing uh age of sigmar 40k i'm going to design an army that plays to the mission sure and if i get to pick obviously i don't know what the mission is going to be until you show up but I know what my grand strategy will be, and typically I know what my triumphs will be. Mm-hmm. And most of the mission, the same core mechanic of you need to get somewhere, you need to remove somebody from the objectives, or has the ability for you just to hold them and not give them up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that's what I'm trying to build around. So, to your point earlier, when you say the horde army, do you think that 3.0 could possibly bring in some? Oh, you could list design with Beast of Chaos, or potentially an older book as well. Because of those different options are now available. You know, it's funny. As, as, as I, I, I think, I think the Beast of Chaos still need to be as much of a horde army as they possibly can be in this new edition. With reinforcement rules and how things work out, you're still going to want to have bodies on the table. Because, you know, at the end of the day, 
Gary, it's like you and I talked about a hundred times over. In this game, you still need stuff to stand on shit, kill shit, and get to shit, right? I mean, that, that's yep. that, that's what we've always said. As a matter of fact, folks, right. that's Gary's phrase. Uh, when he worked for the Hallmark Card Company, that was on one of his most famous cards. Um, I didn't get approved, unfortunately, but I think <laughs> I, I it'll make billions. I don't know what what how they didn't see it. I mean, it's obvious. It's, it's, exactly. But no, I, I think that's still the essence of what this army is. And I think you're only going to do that with bodies. Because like I said, the army moves fast, but they die quick. They got a, I mean, Most of the army is a five plus save, even their monsters. So, um, and, so and, if, go ahead. If you were building that, then would you go with like building just a battle regiment so it's one drop? Um, so you would get that. I, I would try because really one of the golden ways to to run your beast of chaos army is to try to get that first drop so you can give your opponent first turn so that you can right. am, you can ambush in your units and pockets and open areas behind your opponent. Now a lot of times your opponent's going to expect that with beast of chaos, so they're going to try to put a stop to you. But I think in this edition, you know, you're probably going to want to go more with the um, uh, the warlord type builds, so you can get those extra command points because there's some funky little stuff that you can do in lists as far as getting your primordial call points, which are still a thing with Beast of Chaos right now. Right. That will help you flood the board with units, you know, and and you're going to want those extra enhancements. Um, and you know, there, I think there's a lot of things that people try to. I think this army, I want to say this too, is filled with right now kind of. And a lot of Beast of Chaos players are going to get mad at me, but they're filled with Fool's Gold. I think the War Herd and the Thunderscorn right now are Fool's Gold. And what I mean by the War Herd, first of all, is Bulgors. You know, um, a disappointing keyword family of models. I'm just going to say that right now. I mean, th- these should be your most ferocious and violent Gorkin. They're all big Minotaurs. Uh, Bulgors, they call them. And they're just not. You know, mostly representing the Bulgors, which, um, you know, we're going to discuss later in, in, in the show. But I think that they're plagued by fours, by threes. Um, yeah, with a great weapon, they got two attacks. They're going to do negative two, damage three. But, you know, they got a five-plus save, and they fall pretty easily. Your Thunderscorn, that's even worse. Uh, these are half-ogre, half-dragons. And um, they're more disappointing than the Warherd. Uh, these guys, to be honest with you, are um, in-game. They also represent the smallest subgroup. I want to say that first but one with outdated models. Uh, but we'll get to that, you know, later here as well. I don't want to lament too much. And, of course, really the key to this, Gary, to answer your question, the, the key to this edition with Beast of Chaos is monsters. Folks, if you're not running four Gorgons right now in any given list, if you don't have your typical chaff to make up your battle line, you know, three units of ten Ungors with spears, and somehow find a way to pack in Gorgons, uh, I'm going to tell you, you're... you're you're loony. And I hope these Lumineth uh, Realm Lord players are out there listening right now because the Gorgons, they're the true murder cow, Pally. I'm telling you right now, not not your big bull, yak, whatever the frick that cow thing is. I'm still looking for the udders on that big loser. Uh, but bull, but uh, Gorgons, that's where it's at. I mean, it, it shares the Bulgor's mortal wound ability. It deals D3 instead of just one um, and can swallow a model in uh, of your choice. Uh, if it can roll above their wound characteristic on a D6. So anything between one and six, that model's gone, no matter how many wounds it has on it. So um, I think I think in a monster edition, you're going to want to uh, build anything in Dark Walkers. We'll get into this later. Dark Walkers and four Gorgons. Uh, and make sure you got Bray Shaman and Doom Bulls in your list, and you're going to be well on your way to uh, some fun games, if not some good wins. Um, boy, that was, that was a long-winded pontification, wasn't it, Gary? Woo! About the Jabber Slice. This oh. is for me because that's like one of my one of the coolest things ever. It doesn't read. I mean, it's kind of pricey, but it doesn't have the five up save. It has a four moves a foot. Yeah, yeah. The save got better. 
Um, you know, Jabberslice were, were my favorite model, uh, my favorite monster model in the game for the longest time. Um, That's why I, I brought it up. You think I don't pay attention to you? That that hurts me deep. Well, dude, I got this. This this is this is this is why you and I are going to be picking out curtains after the show. This is how close we are. Uh, as long as they're not shower curtain, I'm okay. <laughs> no, jabber slides. I got to tell you, you know, they, they they got a little bit of a of an alteration. Um, you know, before I think jabber slides had a particular usage. They were great uh, sheepdog. They would herd your enemy units into corners of the table because everyone wanted to stay away from their spurting bile blood, which they still have. Uh, but uh-huh. they had a great rule back then about uh, how they could befuddle a unit on a six plus. Now they they kind of um. They kind of more confuse heroes and wizards uh, with their with their rule, right. and that's you know what I'm going to be honest with you. This early in the game, coming out of the Kragnos uh, new War Scroll, the jury is still out on, on the old Jabberslith. I mean, their their new aura of madness um, is you sh- subtract one from casting and dispelling uh, for for enemy wizards within six inches, and um, if if you have enemy units within three inches, they basically get a bonus uh, to their uh, to their attacks. But if they roll a, um, if any of their attacks, if they roll a six, they, 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 they suffer a, uh, or if they roll a one, I'm sorry, they roll, they, 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 they suffer a mortal wound. I don't yep. know. I don't really know how, what I think about that right now. I need to digest that a little bit more, to be honest with you, because I think in right. my, in my opinion, I think the Jabber Slides took a little bit of a downgrade, but that's my yeah. early interpretation of them. So that's fair. Um, but yeah, but I'll explain later why Dark Walkers is all about Gorgons. You know, anytime you can ambush a big murder cow um, is is really, to, you know, I think that's the winner winner uh, chicken dinner. Um, so when you say Dark Walkers, what do you mean by? Oh yeah, yeah, those yeah. Th- those are the, one of us have no idea what that is. Yep, those are the three herds that I brought up at the top of the conversation. They're they're sub factions, if you will, within the book, and you can build your. You don't have to, but you can build your beast of chaos army in three different sub-factions all herd dark walkers or gave spawn and um dark walkers you see in the beast of chaos gary just to give you a little behind the curtains of what they can do anything with a bray herd keyword can 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 ambush onto the table they can come in six inches off the table board nine inches away from enemy units the normal stuff but okay. in a dark walkers every model in a dark walkers army even your big gorgons everything can ambush on so it's it's a big it's it's, a, it's very hysterical to have a Gorgon that's babysat by a Doom Bull uh, come ambushing right. onto the table and, and watch your opponent swallow his tongue. So that's <laughs> uh, that's that's a pretty funny thing. But yeah, we're going to get into kind of thoughts on some of the better units, um, army builds, stuff like that here a little bit later in, in the show. Uh, but the new Battle Tome. Can we go there, Gary? Yeah, absolutely. So looking at the new Beast of Chaos Battle Tome, we know that they are one of four armies that are going to be getting a new Battle Tome and minis, by the way, and minis. I want to say that. Um, along with the Beast of Chaos and getting some new battle tomes are the Magakin, uh, the Ogres, I believe, and Gloomspite Gits. Yeah, I think that's, I think I'm correct on that. And, you know, it's funny how you always know, um, and, and Gary, we've had similar laughs about stuff like this, but you always know that when an army is going to be getting, is a little outdated and going to be getting a new book because all their stuff on GW sale website still has square bases. So, uh, and, and a lot of these, uh, a lot of these models do. So, Apparently, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be reworking new minis to go along with the new edition. Uh, we've already told you about the Doom Bulls and the Jabber Slights and the new Bulgors that are going to be coming out. And you know what's funny? Because um, are you familiar with the Beast Lords, Gary? Not enough to go a conversation about them. So. Okay. Well, Beast Lords in, in the older edition, even all the way back to Fantasy Battles, were complete, pardon my French folks, if you got kids listening to the show, cover their ears, uh, dog shit. 
Um, they, they really were. And they had a command ability uh, that you'd never want to use because you'd never want your general out in the middle of the front of the, the army to get killed. But I think that the, the, the Beast Lord and the Gores are... I think it's interesting that the Beast Lord and the Gores are not getting new sculpts. And I'm going to get into my thought here on the, on the Beast Lord, the reason why I'm setting this up. Um, I really like the, 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 the war band with the different poses that the Beast Grave uh, presented. Uh, but alas, I don't think we're going to be getting any new sculpts. Maybe that was their thing. But uh, there are some War Scroll updates for the Beast of Chaos, thanks to Broken Realms Kragnos, that uh, Gary and I were just briefly talking about when we, when we referenced the, um, the Jabberslife. Um, and, and, and to start off, I'm going to go back to the Beast Lord, uh, speaking of him. Now, um, the Beast Lord, what's interesting about him, Gary, is you can now run and charge. Now, this is the same but different uh, type of an upgrade. Um, okay. Because in, in a in a in in a present or older, recently older uh, Beast of Chaos army, any Bray herd that was within uh, six inches of a Great Bray Shaman, they had something called Infused with Beastal Vigor ability, where they could um, they could run and charge. So okay. uh, for the Beast Lord to get this tells me that there's going to be some changes in the new book to bestial vigor. I, I, I would I would almost be willing to bet that maybe a lot of armies or a lot of units are going to be able to run and charge. Um, but going okay. back to the Beast Lord, that, that awful command ability I was talking about, which was called Grizzly Trophy, uh, he lost it as a command ability, but he actually now still has it as a standard ability. So it really is an upgrade in my book because he doesn't have to spend a command point for it anymore. And it's now just innate to his um, to his war scroll. So, how, how old is that model? Uh, seventh edition Warhammer Fantasy Battles. So that would be two thousand three ish, somewhere around there. Yep. Two thousand. Their website still has it on a square base. I told you. I told you. You, you can always you can always tell when an army needs a new update uh, because all their damn stuff is on a square base. Um, and, and, and it's temporarily unavailable. Well, that, because, you know, here's the thing. Once Kragnos came out and they kind of revealed some of the new stuff they're going to be getting, everybody went crazy uh, to, uh, to, to to buy to, to get a hold of the model in anticipation of what's going to be happening. Um, so so here's the thing with the Beast Lord that I want to touch on because, you know, I've kind of mother-effed the Beast Lord quite a bit, but I'm going to take a lot of my words back now. Um, okay. But if you, if you can get him into combat, um, like I said before, remember now he can run and charge. Go with him first, and and quite honestly, go with a, a beast lord plus say a a gore unit uh, in a in a hunters of the heartland battalion. Uh, this could be a real winner combo. You know, shutting down the the you know every, you know very monster you know you're set after to kill, for instance, uh, with you know with with the ability uh, of the beast lord. So, you know, uh, gore may be able to do a handful of damage and increase their. Uh, tabletop real estate presence, I think, in this kind of kind of application. So I think the Beast Lord got an upgrade. Um, like I said, I, I think the Beast Lord coupled with the uh, unit of gore, you know, if you get lucky and finish off a monster or hero, um, then you can add one to the hit rolls for, for any Bray Herd, i.e. the gore that you're standing right there with as well. And, and coupled with Hunters right. of the Heartland, uh, this could be worth something uh, really, really good. Um, and and, and I, I've said this before, and I, Gary, I think I've said this to you, gore... I think it's 75 points for 10 of them pound for pound okay. is a battle line, not battle line. If are probably the best battle line unit in age of Sigmar. Now I know there's, I know there's battle line that are better than them, but pound for pound, what you pay for, what you get their save all the whole nine yards, you know, being able to run and charge all this kind of stuff. Of course, you know, around a shaman right now, I think they're, yeah. the, in my opinion, I think they're the best pound for pound battle line in the game. A gore. So, you get 10 of them for 70 points? 75, yeah. 75? 
and now with reinforcements wise, so you can triple reinforce, correct? Correct. Battle line. Yeah. You can get the unit of thirty if you wanted. Yep. You're, and that would run you what two twenty five. Correct. Yeah, you can you can you can you can reinforce as you know in a two thousand point game four times. Any unit can be reinforced, but you can, your army wide is four times. Oh, okay. So if, if I thought um, I thought that there was something where battle lines could be reinforced more than other units could. So yeah, no, that was on. I could be wrong though. Right. So it has happened before. It, not very often. Yeah, um, but probably today. So now there. <laughs> um, for what you're saying, for the uses of what you're saying, for yeah, they do seem to be very good that goes on. The only thing that uh, I've never liked about stuff like that is it seems like to me they're just they're just going up there to die while they protect what your main goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if, am I missing anything? No, no, and that's that's a lot in life. That's kind of what I've said a thousand times about Beast of Chaos. That's what I said at the beginning of the show. You know, they're going to die, and they're going to die fast, and they're meant to. they got a five-plus save. I mean, these guys, if you give them a shield, they got a four-plus save. But, you know, when, when you're going up against... But then when you do that, you can also do um, another save. So you can actually get to a three. You could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you got 30 of those, depending on coming in in the rend, that can be pretty hard to shift. Yeah, you get them on an objective. You could be there till Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, and so, I mean, there, there's a lot of bonuses. And this is kind of ties back to what we said before, that this army should still be played like a horde, as much as a horde can be played in AOS 3.0. Right. Um, but, you know, another another thing I want to... I wanna, um, I want to mention here another unit uh, honorable mention is the best of gores. Now these are the more elite gores, uh, albeit they got a points hike. So I'm a little irritated with that. Um, but as a battle well, line, go ahead. The, for the uh, points hikes, mm-hmm. the reasoning behind that, and you probably already know this, is your area is getting smaller. Right. For the points hikes is to keep it to where your army is going to be kind of in line with the size of the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, and you saw that in forty K already. I mean, you're already a couple of years. You ahead did of the us. same exact thing. Yeah, uh, everybody was freaking out too. They're like, "Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's unplayable now." So I was like, "Really? Oh, that's lost thirty three percent or twenty three percent of your board. Um, yeah. Your stuff's gonna be that way." Yeah, and that's and that, that but that's gamers. Though. You know, you know what was yep. the old saying? If, if if bitching and gaming went hand in hand, you know, you could bottle it, and make a billion dollars. Right. right, and when I told my friends, I'm like, "So you expect them to change nothing and just leave it the way that it is?" Yeah, right. I said, "So you want to play the game for another three years and then have to find a new hobby? You have to change right. to keep things fresh and then moving along." So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing I want to throw out there, uh, uh, Hobbit Hubby, uh, any uh, he, he writes under any leaks on the Beast of Chaos being uh, being the next battle tome. Yeah, what, we, what we've heard, and, and this is kind of a cold uh, a cold rumor, is uh, we know that possibly October we're looking at uh, Beast of Chaos. We mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, so if you want to go back and listen to it, uh, we did mention it there. Uh, and also we know that they're going to be uh, in a, a new uh, dual box set against the Gloomspite Gits. Uh, that's probably sometime around there. But when we have more to say on that, we will definitely give it to you. But if you want to go back and uh, kind of play back the show from the beginning, we kind of mentioned it right off the top. But but going back to um, uh, Bestigors, well, I want to touch well, on how that. About, how you, well, what Pat just did, and I know I just interrupted me. He's going to yell me about it later. What he did is just gave you the Patrick promise that, yes, those battle tombs will be the ones that are coming up next as long as it falls within the next two years. So that's right. That's and, the, and, and, here before the, and here before the end of the show, folks, I'm going to give you guys the Gary Frank guarantee. Uh, if you haven't yeah, already known about that, that, so we're good. 
and he personally exactly but bestigors 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 honorable mention yeah they got a points points hike uh but um you know, if you have a beast lord general, uh, they're they're well worth taking in say a, a single reinforced unit. Their 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 despoils despoilers ability, like I said earlier, makes a makes them a nightmare against order armies. I.e., stormcast with those banners that Gary keeps crushing. Gary's kind of acting like a bestigor around his stormcast banners right now. Just hand. Yeah, crushing. I'm not very happy. No, he's not. Yeah. Um, and then try to make it as easy as possible to build. <laughs> you know that that whole like you know you know he didn't do well with Velcro shoes either. He just used to beat people with them. My son was like, Dad, here's the plastic pen. Here's the plastic hole. You put them together. That's it. It's done. Get away from me. Yeah, exactly. You know, isn't that always the way that, you know, all right, well, uh, we're, we're going to keep the uh, the wheels rolling here, man. We're going to continue to keep talking about uh, Beasts of Chaos and AOS 3.0. Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, Dice and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. 630-243-9330. 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show, The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, Beastie Boys, we are back with uh, with some more on that one. So continue our conversation here, Gary. Here we go, man, on the Beast of Chaos. The, the, the next step in their evolution into 3.0, beyond the Kragnos release, uh, is really their recent FAQ. Now, I don't really want to get into this too much because it's kind of been, you know, tossed yeah. all over the freaking uh, uh, webways for the longest time. But I did want to mention here something a monster that you brought up. Now, I wasn't really going to go back to my beloved Jabbies, but you started it, Gary. So I knew you couldn't. I, I can't resist. 
So this is this is still my 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 all time favorite monster in the entire game. Uh, and 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 like I said, I want to take back one thing I said. I th- I I'm I'm still on the outside of of what this thing is going to do with this uh with it with his ability. But it did. I I think overall it might have gotten a small boost. And now is a four plus save. You know, so you're going to die a little slower uh, than before. Uh, I th- <laughs> I think the only real change uh, is that. Um, uh, the aura of madness, and I'm having a hard time digesting this one, and 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 it really got a total rewrite, rewrite, um, as you heard us uh, say in the beginning. I told um, you to stop drinking during a break. This is what uh, happens. Top of the morning to you. Um, it's eight o'clock at night. Exactly. Good lord. <laughs> I've been at this since eight o'clock this morning. Um, but now with this with this aura of uh, madness, you can boost an enemy's attack by one. I don't like that. Um, it's based on a 3d6 roll versus enemy's bravery, but it causes them to damage themselves if they roll a one. Um, still don't really like that. Uh, another random change is that it's, uh, it's, it's one attack, um, has a D3 ranged weapon that got three attacks at damage one. Um, minor boost, I guess. I don't know. I, I, my, my, I'm kind of mixed up on this because I kind of felt like I got ganked a little bit on my favorite monster. Um, well, the, the the range or something. Just overall, though, I think the whole thing. I think the whole jabber slice as a whole kind of got more jabby than slice. You know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out this crazy ass aura of madness. Okay, so, so let me let me let me let me explain what the aura of madness was versus what it is now. Can I do that? Okay. Okay, so aura of madness before was simply put. Uh, if I if I was a jabber slice and I was within uh, I believe it was three inches of okay. an enemy unit, I could roll a d6 and oh six inches I'm sorry of an enemy unit. I could roll a d6 and on a six plus, you were basically befuddled. You were just gonna you you as the enemy unit you were just gonna sit there and eat grass, and you couldn't cast spells, unbind spells, move, attack at all. And that was that really made the jabber slice. Uh man, that that was that was some new that was some hotness right there. Right, sixteen percent of the time it works every time. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I roll more sixes. And here's the other thing too: with his with his spurting bile blood, if you take wounds, he was a perfect kamikaze monster into an enemy unit. And that's when I said before he was like a herding piece. He would herd the enemy right. unit to different. You you could herd your enemy unit to where you wanted to kill them just by having jabber slice on the table. Right. I don't know yet. I think the jury is still out that with the new. Aura of Madness, and okay, you know, it got a four-plus save. Ah, big deal. I don't really, you know, Rend is all over the place now. I don't really know what right. what we really gained. But the new Aura... So, of, go ahead. New one. So, so now it's three inches instead of six. And um, for the um, Aura yeah. of Madness. Yeah, now it's three inches instead of six, right. Right. And the ability you chose to fight says, each time the enemy unit three inches of the... of any units in your chosen to fight roll 3d6 if the roll is greater than the than that of the enemy's bravery characteristics until the end of that phase is deranged as yes. one of the attack characteristics of the melee weapons used by a unit that is deranged right. however if a, um, for an attack made by a unit that is deranged as a one it throws one mortal wound after all of his attacks have been resolved i don't right. like that either yeah i don't i don't like it either because to me I don't like anything that's going to benefit my opponent. Right. Even, even if it's going to somehow give me a benefit. I, I don't, I right. just don't like that. 
Well, it um, gives them more attacks, but also gives them more chances to do mortal wounds themselves. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of takes the mystique away from the fear mystique away that the Jabberscythe once had. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking a little bit too well, out of turn. I don't know. I well, play three of them, so I don't know. Well, real quick. So if you're going against the army that has a ton of attacks, that's actually pretty good. Because, I mean, you're probably going to the extra attack if they already have three. So put them at four and say there's 10 a unit on 40, I mean, ones on there and just pick up two or three of their models and yours dying as well. So you're getting some sort of a return out of it. I'm trying yeah, and, and it is not as good as it was before. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, you do nothing. Yeah, just, it, I, you know, just gonna sit here and poke yourself in the eye. Yeah, I, I think I think what people are gonna do is they're gonna try to put too much of a positive mental attitude into right. this this thing. And the fact of the matter is, what what you just described, the spurting bio blood already did wonderfully before. I, I just think that somewhere, I think they, I think somewhere the the beast of chaos, or I mean, sorry, the jabber slides have taken a little bit of a step back. Um, and, and that's my two cents in a tin can right now on the jabbies. Um, right. but overall beasts only really see changes, you know, beyond the jabber slife in their endless spells and their herdstone. And right. as a current army with, with more command points and, and ways to get plus one to hit through them. And, and along with monsters taking a big step up in the world, as we just, you know, besides the jabber slife kind of talked about, um, I think I think that that there are some levels here that we're going to be seeing. They're going to come out of the new book that, that give me a lot of hope for this. Um, monsters. Let, let's kind of stick with that here. Let's go back to that. Um, they didn't really see any big point increases, and this is great. As as you know, every other faction when it comes to their monsters really had uh, you know increases, and so I, I think from uh, from from some of the some of that standpoint in a monster based army, I think Beast of Chaos really made out. Overly well, so I don't really, I don't, want, I don't want to be too negative on the the Jabberslide, thinking that I, I'm, I'm poo pooing on all of it. Um, where I think the Beast of Chaos are going to struggle currently, unless something with the new book shows up, is their monstrous infantry. These units saw big increases, and specifically what I'm talking about, and what I, I'm, this is what I wanted to mention at the beginning of the show that I said we get to later, are the Dragon Ogres and the Bulgors, both shot up in points compared to the rest of the army, which was just. You know, I think this was just disappointing. There's no reason why these two units needed to get any kind of points increase. As a matter of fact, they needed to go down um, as they play right now. Um, you ever you've seen that happen before, right? Right, and you know, I've definitely happened quite a bit. In and here's something that was kind of um, I don't say shocking, but I didn't quite understand is even with. Um, or every six months, whatever it is, where they do the points updates. Right, the FAQs? Right, they didn't even change. Like, right. uh, you have, uh, I think, for AOS that comes out that has the new points in the back of it, and a lot of times, they just left them alone. Right. So my thought about the, uh, the the positive side to spend to go through it, because there's a lot of, it's very easy to say no. It's sure. much more difficult to say yes. Because the change is coming in the future, and they don't want to go and adjust it right. now. Right. But there's got to change it when it goes into the future. Right. And, and you know what's funny is, is is and I know you've seen this. You're you're an old gamer like myself, but I the reason why I say that the Dragon Ogres and Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you got? Old gamer hit me in the heart there. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I gotta tell you, man. Um, you know, I'm back twenty six. I don't understand. <laughs> times two. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and what I say it's disappointing about the, the Dragon Overs and the Bulgors, 
why it's a disappointment because in last edition in 2.0 uh, my disappointment to really start with, I'd have to say, is the Thunderscorn. Um, they have a great backstory. Uh, these are the Dragon Ogres. They have a great backstory, but uh, it's a tabletop fool's gold. Dragon Ogres have no rend to speak of, no charge bonuses or mortal wounds. They're ogres that do not bite. They have no claw attacks, and their damage output is really not fitting of what this model represents on the table. And to boot, if they're not within 12 inches of a Shagoth, their, their Storm uh, Rage, uh, they're even worse. And I can only guess that these point increases is due to some hopeful, great update with the new forthcoming book. Maybe. I doubt it. Uh, but, folks, stay away from that army, right? Stay away from that unless you're going to run three of them just to kind of clog something up in the middle. Um, go ahead. You don't think that the six is good? Because, I mean, if you have three of them in a unit, you're going to get 18 attacks, threes by threes. I understand there's no rend but one damage. But now you're looking at that seems like a fair amount of attacks coming out of them with a decent hit and wound profile. Yeah, no, it, you know, I it, they, they, they're really, that's why I said they're fool's gold. They look good on paper. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing, the reason why they got that kind of an increase is because they're over five wounds, and now they represent two two models on, on an objective. So a unit right. of three okay. is six models. So I think that's okay. really the reason why, but they're really fool's gold. And, and the other one uh, that's a head-scratcher to me is the Bulgors. Um, in terms of why they got a points increase, I have no freaking idea. I mean, another case of a great idea backed by marginal war scroll. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, they're plagued by a four plus to hit. Um, no way to improve that. They can only get a four plus save with a shield, five plus normally. Uh, they have great rend and, and, and damage with a great axe. I'll give them that. But otherwise, they evaporate really quickly with that five plus save because no one takes them with a shield. So they have no ability to heal or ward save. So the unit is just not that menacing. And... They really should be scary as heck. They're a freaking minotaur, man. The, the, the Greeks have been writing about them for thousands of years. That's true. And There's nothing that was ever like, oh, look, it's a minotaur. Nobody gives a damn. That's, yeah. that's never how that plays out. So, so folks, I, I would I would really, I would say stick with the Bray Herd. If, if you really want to, if you really want to stick with the Bray Herd and the Gorgons and maybe a Cygor or two. But forget about the, uh, the, 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 the Bulgors, unless it's a Doom Bull. Anyway, moving on. But. <laughs> Herdstone. I want to touch on this one because this is another one while I'm, I'm having my ADHD moment here. Um, this thing will continue to summon units as it always does, uh, unless of course it's destroyed by an enemy monster, but it continue, but it can continue to summon units even if it is because the ability to do that isn't part of the war scroll. So that's something. That's a little, that's a little, you know, loophole that I want everyone to pay attention to. So the herdstone, you can still sacrifice models uh, for primordial call points without the herdstone. Um, so uh, the, the, the army ability, primordial call that I'm talking about, it does, it does lose the D3 mortal gain within three inches of the herdstone. I want to say that right now. Uh, so, but you're still going to be able to get primordial or a primordial call points is what I'm saying. You're still going to be able to get those specifically in all herd and, and things like that. That's what I meant to say. Uh, let me, let me fix that before someone on the board's like, Hey, you're wrong. You don't know what yep. you're talking about. Too late uh, now. Yeah, you're too late. Now. I'm done for. Um, Forget the last 59 minutes. I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. But you know, the primordial call, like I said, I'm going to repeat it. So the army ability, you, you will lose the D3, uh, mortal gain within three inches of the herdstone if it's destroyed. It will go poof if it's destroyed. Okay. But the summoning mechanic does stay with the army. That's where the primordial call point comes in. Okay. I've clarified it. But if you, if you couple that with the knowing eye artifact, which gives you a four plus on another CP, that helps slit throats, uh, for more primordial call points. That does help. So, I mean, that's something to think about. Um, 
And the Herdstone is a beautiful model. But with that said, there is a bit of a setback on the Herdstone in match play games. The placement of this is now going to have to be in the player's own territory. They did the same thing with Nurgle's tree and all that. And I think most territories now being smaller, I don't know that that really affects much, too much, in in my opinion. Did did you see something similar with that in 40K? Um, no, because we don't have a lot of terrain pieces in 40K to people. Okay, true. Or that way. True. The, um, the biggest things in 40K, if we come close to that, would be um, how redeployments worked in your zone. Right. Outside of that, no. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to lament on it too much because really I want to try to give everyone a 5,000-foot view of why this army is still fairly playable. I mean, speaking of the Herdstone, I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, the War Scroll, otherwise, it's unchanged. Uh, and this is a great thing. I mean, it's still going to give off six inches of aura, and it grows six inches for each turn, causing enemy units to be negative one to save, and your own and your own units are going to be immune to battle shock. So that's a huge thing when you've got a lot of units out there that have a six bravery or a seven bravery. Uh, the big thing isn't really uh, that really isn't part of the FAQ, but worth saying uh, that with 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 the with the monster's ability to destroy uh, the war scroll rules off of a faction terrain piece means you don't want this to be front and center while you know you need it to be to get the most you know uh, uh, effect of it so so kind of keep that in mind when you're placing it because you're going to have to put that 12 inches within your own deployment deployment but now it doesn't have to be 12 inches off your enemy so um but you know i, I want to kind of wrap it up with this if i can gary you know this is something that we want to you know we, we're kind of culminating to get to and that's the lists right in terms of lists um you know, I'd really recommend uh, for this edition now and until the new book comes out, you know, with only two or three great phrase, I think Gave Spawn has probably run its course. I don't think Gave Spawn is something out of the three, and I mean all herd, uh, Dark Walkers and Gave Spawn. I, I don't think people should be running Gave Spawn right now. I think it's run its course. I'd recommend all herd simply for the one additional CP with Booming Roar. Or I mean, uh, um, uh, one additional uh, Primordial Call Point, because this helps you summon models on the table, and you want to flood the model on the table. You know, you know what I mean by that, right, Gary? Yep. I certainly do. And control is a thing. Yeah, and so all herd. If you couple that uh, with with its ability uh, with the herdstone sacrifice plus the endless spell uh, plus if you add in you know endless life swarm as an endless spell to bring back your your sacrificed uh, you know ungors usually all herd will be will be very good for you. Um, Dark walkers I think is the best of the three actually um, mainly because you can ambush on your monsters, your Gorgons, to help them get into better position on the table. You know, I mentioned Gorgons earlier. So in Dark Walkers, if you take a couple of Gorgons, then I'd strongly consider babysitting them with a Doom Bull who can give them plus one to wound uh, on their, their key turns. So now imagine a, a, a Gorgon that's that's fours by twos, and if you get those sixes, that's D3 mortal wounds. So that's pretty that's pretty hot shit right there. And, and, a, and a Bray Shaman with a Titanic Fury is, is, is a good idea in that list too, I, I'd like to add, because that's going to also spice up your... Uh, your Gorgons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's really the that's really the, the, the set of the army. You know, you got summoning. You know, in terms of summoning, I would say that uh, you're generally talking about a turn three summon for, for any any one of the big monsters, which, uh, without Dark Walkers, limits their impact. So you want to think about Dark Walkers, in, in my opinion. This is one man's opinion. Um, right. You know, if you want a similar setup that, that, that impacts the table earlier, consider Dark Walkers, great fray. That's all I'm trying to say, which which would allow you to ambush monsters on turn one or two uh, and later redeploy them if need be. You know, um, so two Gorgons, a Shaman, a Doom Bull are really only, I think, like 550 or 550 points. You'll have to check that for me, folks. I'm going off my memory here. But 
Uh, you need three battle line, so Ungors and, and Bestigors uh, cover you there. So, uh, you know, big and small units are 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 either one are great. Um, you want a character? Uh, you, you can you can hang out by the herdstone and, and offer some sacrifice fodder. Ungors being the best value for that, which which happens to cover your battle line as well, folks. So keep that in mind. And honestly, folks, monsters might be the way to go here. Like I said before, Cygors, you know, I didn't really talk about them much, but Cygors, they didn't see a price hike. And, and with all the magic flying around at 140 points, having an extra unbind and also damage, I mean, even could kill a wizard could be a great thing. So, um, oh, oh, and don't forget about old Richard. Don't overlook the Coctress. Uh, 95 points, this baby flies, it has a breath weapon, no degradable table, and a monster keyword. Plus, it has access to a monstrous rampage. So you want to think about that uh, with, with the, the old Richard, the old Coctress there. So beyond the points changes, Gary, you know, the, the, the larger changes to Beast of Chaos is, you know, how reinforcing units work with, with none of the units changing in terms of minimum unit size, you know, Gore, Ungore, Ungore Raiders, all that. Um, you know, you're going to be able to, to really choose the type of units that, that you want. So that's, um, uh, so that's, that's, that's really everything I got to say. Oh yeah. Hobbit hubby, but all those monsters killed are going to bleed victory points. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, but, um, you know, I think, I think you got to try to weigh it out, my man. I, I, you know, there's nothing I can do about that, but, uh, if, if nothing else, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you'll have a hell of a game, but I, I still think, uh, I still think four Gorgon. There, that's my that's my final. T- <laughs> that's my final thing. I think I think four Gorgon are way to go. My Put one on that favorite. one for response. If you build your army knowing you're going to give that up and you're accepting that, then then you should be okay with that and still be able to reach the goal. So yeah, but it is an issue, and I think every army has an issue. Maybe with the book of doubt, that'll change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you, and you want to know something, you know, uh, Hobbit Hubby, I got to tell you, man, I, uh, I totally agree. You know, you make a very good point. You make a very, very good point. And, uh, and yeah, there's, there's a lot to be considered. There's a lot to consider with this army. Um, but, uh, I love it. It's my favorite army. I'm, I, I love the beastie boys and, uh, I don't know, maybe I just like, I'm glutton for punishment, but, uh, he might be just a little bit biased. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. I just a little, that's right. That's right, but uh, Gary, what are you? What are your thoughts, man? Anything you want to comment on the on the uh, the Beastie Boys? Oh yeah, go out and play them and try different things. Comes in and you're used to doing something over and over again. The uh, hot the mentality is to keep doing that. Well, change things. You don't have to play the whole game. Put a little bit out on the table, play with it. Say, hey, this didn't work out. Let's try this one and then go through it. And remember, you don't all of those models to practice those you can just practice and go this one does work and then go do it because a lot of people buy it and they get mad because I'm ain't good yeah. well did you test it first well no well there it is right there so yeah but if you're not playing them keep playing them and we'll continue to say it. you'll have more fun and in the end you'll eventually do better than you would by jumping around to whatever the hottest meta thing is. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And Josh Maddox, you know, you're saying that you came in and playing you're you're playing Beastman since fifth edition. You're 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 an older uh, horny bastard than me, man. I uh <laughs> I, I didn't get into him until sixth edition, but you you were playing him when they when right right before I think that was right before they were called Beast of Chaos. So uh I tip my hat to you, man. You're you're a you're an old goat. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, that's it, man. That's everything that we got on the uh, on the Beasts of Chaos. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that little segment. But you know, we got something better coming up because we got Gary with the closing thoughts of the day. Gary, you ready? Yes, sir. It's you, my man. So 
my thoughts on the hobby to put a lot of people at ease that avoid going out to tournaments and large events because they're afraid they're going to run into that there and the one that's going to like oh you forgot to do this you don't get to go back and do that okay put those typically that does not happen because typically we're all the same type of gamer i'm not saying everybody's going to be that way you're going to run into short pants and run around out there that are like oh no you didn't do that or you didn't that's few and far between. Usually that person doesn't show up anymore because nobody likes to put up with that. So go out in the hobby. The biggest part about it is that social contract. We have a good time, a nice competitive game, but we want to meet other people. We want, we all share the same interests and we all want to learn this massive community to where we can all come together and do items like this podcast that we're on or YouTube video, whatever that you would like. When we all come together and we show up, we can make the hobby greater than it has ever been. And that's on us. That's not on Games Workshop. That, with me saying that, go out to those tournaments, go out, support your local store, and meet different people because you never know what's on the, around. That's all that I got. And thanks for listening. Absolutely, man. Absolutely good stuff. Well, folks, I want to thank you all very much for, for being with us here. And uh, don't forget to join us on our 40K show tomorrow. Uh, we're, we got, uh, we got a, we're going to be hearing from uh, from Gary, and he's back on some of his uh, tournament uh, exapades. Is that a good way to put that? Exapades? Oh, yeah. I don't think that's the word. Well, whatever. <laughs> I never learned too good in American. Come on, man. I can't speak too well. All right. Right. American? Got it. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, folks. Have a great night. Thanks for being with us. And don't forget to join us next Tuesday for more Grimdark Live, Age of Sigmar. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for 40K. If you don't, if you don't do that, Gary might cry. All right. And also, don't forget that subscribe button. Like that one. Later, guys. Grimdark Live would like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show, or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short